all of you out there in Eorzea, welcome to She Heals, I Tank, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. Today is Tuesday, January 2nd, 2018. What? Happy New Year to all of you fine listeners. This is episode 104 of the Shit Podcast. I am your host, Vegan Pete, and always by my side is the lovely... Hey guys, Avi Ale here. How you doing? Thank you for being here, as always, Avi, and a happy new year to you as well. Happy new year to you, sir. <laughs> so, year of the dog. A little update on the subwall, which I've been telling you is coming for the past month, month and a half. It's not two months. I think it's closer to Pete's again, Mister Procrastination. But I will say, I thought I really thought I was going to have it done today. I was shocked when you like. Told me you were going to have it done today, though. I was like, that doesn't but seem feasible. I have a little bit of reading comprehension problem okay. and not reading instructions clearly. You are a man. So I fucked up on something. So that's going to delay it a little bit It's not more. that you fucked up. It's that you're like, I can do this all in this amount of time. And I was like, you don't do a lot of crafty projects, do you? Because you need to take whatever time you think it's going to take and multiply that by a four. And that's how long it's going to take. That's any project like this, like any physical building sort of thing. It wasn't four. the physical part that threw me back. It was the... But it's still a physical project. That's mm. what I'm saying. It always takes longer. But I do have some progress to finally show you guys. Just to let you know that it actually is happening. So if you can see behind me, uh, for those of you on Twitch right now, my head's kind of in the way. But I'll try to make this a little bit bigger. Shrink your head. I wish I could do that. <laughs> So I'm going to make it this bigger for right now. It is on the right now. Right now. I'll are, get my big head out of the way. There are no names on it, but we built built it. So this is actually the hard part. There you go. See? Right there. Went out of focus when you moved. <laughs> but yeah. Right. So, so it will say subscribers on the top, and then we're going to do like a photo transfer process to don't, get don't all of all your names way. on there. Don't. It'll, it'll just be awesome, and that's all you need to know. <laughs> this is not a tutorial on how to do all that, Pete. Cut the details. All right. I'll be cutting the details. But, however, since it's not ready yet, that gives people an extra week to get on the wall with only one month of subbing. After it officially goes up with the names and shit on there, it will be a little bit longer sub-wise to get your name up there. I'm thinking three months. So if you've been on the... On the fence about it, and you just saw it, you want your name on some wood, some good wood, <laughs> want me to sand your wood and put your name on it, then you can sub if you so choose. And I'm excited about it. I think it's going to look really nice. And hopefully it shows that we really do appreciate all of you that have chosen to either, you know, pay your hard earned money for a sub or use your Amazon Prime sub with us. We know there's a lot of other options out there and we really are honored that you've decided to choose us with whatever type of sub you're using. And we did have one resub over the week. Thank you again, Super Nerd Dalton. Oh, thanks, Dalton. And I have had some emails and direct messages on Twitter from people expressing that they really like listening to us, but times are tough and they can't sub. And I just want everyone to know it's 100% okay if you don't sub or give anything. Uh, I know I don't know if I've been getting these because I've been pushing the subs a little too much lately. Uh, but I just want to make sure everyone knows this show will continue regardless of how many subs we do or do not have. Uh, so, you know, this is a hobby for us and I always expect to put money into a hobby, but you know, Twitch gives us, gives us this tool and if I can help, uh, 
subsidize some of this hobby, then I'm going to try to do a little bit of that. Well, so. and we realize that the sub wall actually only applies to people on Twitch, which is not a large percentage of our audience. So sorry if anyone else feels excluded for those of you that don't use Twitch. Pete's a little obsessed with building this freaking wood sub wall right now, and it's just going to have to happen. <laughs> I like the wood. Anyways, it's time for everyone's favorite segment. Greenleaf Minute. It's the Greenleaf Minute. And this week's Greenleaf Minute is about the Greenleaf Minute. Oh my god, I'm so clever. Um, So I had recently been trying to think of additional content to put out on YouTube when it suddenly dawned on me. Derp. Why don't you just use the content that we've already created that people really enjoy? So now the She Heals I Tank podcast is creating the Green Leaf Minute segment on YouTube. Um, our first episode is already live and it's called the it's the challenge log, which actually also happens to be the very first topic we ever did for the Green Leaf Minute all the way back on episode 12. That was Holy our first one. Holy shit, that was a long time ago. Yeah, almost 100 almost took, took us about 100 episodes before we decided to make some uh, YouTube content for it, but I'm I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, I, we are going to share the link on the blog. We'll share it in Twitch. Um, you guys can totally be judgy on me. I'd never edited something like this before. I'd never recorded my gameplay. Um, I even created a little animation intro. I actually used Keynote for that. I used some YouTube tutorials. So basically, like, I didn't try to get this one perfect. I just tried to kind of learn with this one and have fun with it. Um, and so hopefully I'll be getting about two of those out a month. I'm not going to try to overdo it because... I don't know what I'm doing yet, so I'm not very fast at it. Um, and then maybe once I get better at putting together these little videos, I'll be faster at it and we can do them weekly, but we'll see. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, I enjoyed making it and it's not like a step-by-step, this is how you do your challenge log because we don't need any more of that. This is, you know, just a quick and silly, you know, talk to this person, do the thing and, and move on like video. And this is a one-time thing. We're not going to be reusing Greenleaf Minutes. No, well, no actually, ever. on the videos, I oh, will. Oh, your videos will be yeah. reusing them. Yeah, I'm not going to be coming in and saying, hey, guys, my Greenleaf Minute is for you to go to YouTube and watch my Greenleaf Minute. That is not, a, this is the only time we're doing that. And it's because it's the first time that we, you know, put it out. And I just wanted to use this time to share that with you guys. Because I'm really proud of the effort I put into it. And, um... Yeah, I hope you guys check it out. And it, again, it's the challenge log. Um, so here, I'll, I'll tell you here. I mean, if you want me to give the little green leaf here, or should they just go to the YouTube video? Uh, no, you plug the video. They, plug I mean, okay. we, we've talked about the challenge log multiple times on here. Yes. Unlock it in Limsa. Yes. Do it. When yes. you're level 15. Level 15. That bitch won't talk to you if you're not level 15. So yeah, that's it. Thanks. I hope you guys enjoy it. And um, we are like uh, three subscribers away from being able to get a custom URL on YouTube. So if anyone, if you do enjoy the video, uh, those additional three subscribers would be really helpful. And then we can actually, you know, be youtube.com slash she heals I tank or whatever it ends up being, which would be great. So yeah, just three, three people. And uh, I've had some ideas in, in my head, obviously. <laughs> They're not in your beard. Not in my nuts, not in my... You didn't like that one? You gave me a face. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, ideas in my head for some more Drink About Eorzeas. So 
hopefully those will be coming along as well. Probably not weekly like we used to be doing. No. Burn myself out on those okay, a little bit. And I'll bit. create a cute little intro for that too. And uh, it'll be fun. All right. So now it's time for news and notes from around the realm. First up, we got... The lackluster previews for the dungeons. You know, the previews we always get. Mm -hmm. It's the 4.2 dungeons. It's coming late this month. And we started to get all the little teasers for content. The latest of which is these two new dungeons. First up is Hell's Lid. One moment, Pete. I just have to interrupt you because thank you guys for getting us to 100 subscribers. Awesome. (laughs) That already happened. Thank you very much for uh, helping us out on YouTube. You guys rock. Thank y'all so much. (laughs) Also, Pete, don't you dare try to read the italicized text quotes. You're not good at it. You know better than to do that. I can't get better if I don't try, Avi. No, it's practice, not trying. You need to practice outside of the podcast. Oh, no. I practice... In real life. No, you don't. That's the best time. No, you don't. So the first dungeon we're getting is Hell's Lid, and they the tease they give us reads as follows. Having found oh. themselves in a somewhat dire financial straits, the scions of the seventh dawn are on the lookout for profitable ventures. Fortuitously, nailed it, one appears to have presented itself, an anonymous missive from an individual seeking the aid of the warrior who laid low the Lord of the Revel. But before they will divulge the details, they would put your abilities to the proof. To wit, you are to venture into the hidden depths of Hell's Lid, a volcanic island once home to a host of Oni, at least according to ancient legend. Oh my gosh, you just got through it. You had like a, a, a long pause, but that was it. Like, I'm proud of you. That was... Long pause. So they, 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 Catch your breath. Listening to every word uh-huh. and they're You've on done. the edge of their seats. Exactly uh- how I planned it. <laughs> Um, the other one we're getting is the Fractal Continuum Hard, which uh, accompanies Hell's Lid, this patch. And the teaser reads, The Fractal Continuum plays host to both technological marvels and chimerical horrors conceived through the unparalleled ingenuity of the Allegans. And while its facilities have remained dormant since a recent endeavor to savage materials, Garland Ironworks has detected a peculiar energy signature emanating from within. Few would dare even ponder what monstrosities yet stir within. But the warrior of light need not wonder. The Ironworks has beseeched their aid to investigate the resurgence of activity within the ancient Allegan Museum. That one was way harder. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. You didn't have to drop a fortuitously. <laughs> I had monstrosities yet stir within. I say that every night. Oh, that's true. Um... so yeah i'm always going to be more excited for the new new dungeon so hell's lid in this case because fractal continuums yeah it's going to be different from the original one but a lot of it's a lot of the theme is going to be the same i would venture to guess and i really enjoy like the new background and stuff and a lot of times when they reuse the same floor the um mobs in there if they're not the same mobs they have a similar feel and i like to see the new design that they do for a dungeon and and the uh hell's lid definitely sounds um more unique i did like some of the weird creatures that uh were in the original fractal continuum though those are pretty cool so i am excited to see what they come up with they can make some pretty freaky things um we have a question pete from elknud he wants to know what uh, sort of monsters do you have stirring within? Orcs. But there are no orcs in Final Fantasy. Doesn't have to be Final Fantasy monsters stirring with inside of me. Okay. 
just just checking. You orc. Filled. I just like orcs. Okay. You got orcs in your tummy. Yeah, no hesitation. He just orcs. <laughs> Done. All right. Um, we also received a New Year's greetings from Yoshi P, where he gave us a new prophetic passage, which reads as following: As destiny is the whim of gods, so history is the whim of men. How the fallen rise and rise and fall, all shall be subjects of my pen. From an anachronistic journal, the author is unknown. He then comments that, you know, it's a little strange because he was expecting it to be another ancient Eastern proverb, which tells me that it's most likely not about the current Doman main scenario quest, or that it might have been a passage from the diary of the late Archon Louis Swan. I think this is in reference to the new primals that we're going to be getting in 4.2, specifically because of the whim of the gods references, and then the 4.2 notes for the four lords, which talks about a samurai who journeyed west, after Yoshi P explicitly pointed out that it's not an eastern proverb, far from the realms of men with the four lords or gods. Um, I'm also wondering if we're going to have a character that would be believed to be dead rise again. Kind of sounds like that with the line, how the fallen rise, the rise and fall. Um, the risen fall, and someone who has been um, at a place of power for a long time might perhaps lose their stronghold. Could be Gaius. A lot of people talk about wondering if he's going to come back because he's fallen, but we don't know if he's dead. Um, and is the Emperor Varus, who's like technically in power, um, is he going to be the one to fall with the Garleans? I mean, of course, Minfilia, is she coming back? No one wants her to come back. She's freaking boring. <laughs> um, and who is the mysterious writer referenced? It could just be about anyone. Um, Yoshi P also comments on the passage that it could have possibly been a diary entry from Louis Swa, if not him, whose diary could it be? Um, we've had quite a few different reporters and writers in the past, and Klaus just said, but boobs, and I'm sorry for the laugh mid-sentence. Everything just... comes down to but, but boobs. boobs. <laughs> um, so, hey, you guys, start your speculating on the, the poem. Um, it's, it's available on the Lodestone right now, and I'd love it if you shared your thoughts with us on Twitter and let us know what uh, you lore fiends have to say or just different opinions. If you just think you're, they're bringing the boobs back, you know, I want to know. Let me know. Boobphilia, yes. Um, I'm going to take the devil's advocate and kind of just say I think it is probably more about the MSQ that we're getting in 4.2. Um, I didn't say it's not MSQ. I said it's MSQ that doesn't follow Doma. Oh, well, I kind of think it will follow Doma and to a certain extent Alamigo because we're kind of getting the right or the the fall from the Emperor's side or mm-hmm. the rise from our side. Um. I'm a very literal person, so that I obviously go to that. Um, I'm kind of interested in the last line, all, so, all shall be the subjects of my pen. Mm-hmm. So whoever this writer is, I wonder if he's just recording history right, and they're subjects history. of his pen, or is he on the winning side and he's going to write it however he so chooses. Oh, I thought you were going to be more... Because whoever whoever wins writes history. I thought you were going to be more godlike in your reference where it's um, like the god of fate is writing what's going to be happen. Like they're the subjects of his pen. Whatever his pen writes is what happens. So it's almost preordained, which would be cool. I don't see it going that way. They haven't done that yet, but that would be kind of an interesting twist. But I think that'd be a little too strong of a, a being. But yeah. So. But anyways, we will only have to wait until the end of this month before we get some of the stuff in patch 4.2. Mm-hmm. 
Then a lot more coming in 4.25. Yay. Some of the biggest stuff coming in 4.25. Not that anything that Pete's been excited about for a ridiculously long period of time. So this week, Yoshi P visited some of the Japanese servers. He Mm -hmm. logged on there and took questions from people on that server. Uh, there were a lot of questions and answers to go over, so we only picked some of them, and we only picked some from one server. So, oh, I didn't w- realize you only picked one server. In the weeks to come, we'll have many more to go through. All right. Um, so this is a pretty frequent complaint, and the question is, or statement is, it's sad how equipment becomes garbage so quickly. Like, he just threw it out there. Mm-hmm. And Yoshi P said, with an item level based game, it can't be helped. Please enjoy your gear with the glamour system. See, I know you picked this question to talk about, but to me, like, my, my response is the exact same as Yoshi P's. I'm like, that's the point of the fucking game. <laughs> like, literally, yeah, it's the point is, point is to beat these raids, but why are you beating these raids? To get the better gear. That's the entire point of the game is to get better gear. So if the gear becomes lasts longer, you have less incentive to play. I understand that. I think the problem some people have is you spend all this time doing savage raiding for one tier. And then basically there's such a big eye level jump that like the baseline gear for the next patch is already better than your raid gear. I can see. I I see that. But again, it's and I, I go back. I haven't gone back to this this point in a long time, but it's all about getting you to play. And there's another question coming up later in this, I don't remember where, where I kind of want to expand on this question, so I'll talk about that when we get to it. Okay. All right, next question, will Black Mage become stronger? If you look at DPS alone, he says Black Mages are already strong, but the adjustments will allow it to be used more comfortably. So I think this goes back to what they were talking about with the changes for Stormblood, Mm -hmm. where they were trying to make classes easier to play i'm gonna say because they didn't like such a skill gap between players you know who play a couple times a week and those players who play all the time and really max out the dps because there's such a huge difference when they make it also black mage used to be like the badass caster and then it was summoner was the badass caster and now red mage is the badass caster and so i think um black mages kind of feel left in the dust a little bit um, because it's been a few patches since they were the top dog and they want to get back up and be relevant. And in chat, Chuckle Tokpia says, I heard they're going to make Black Mage a bit more mobile. And that's one of the complaints I hear, having to stay in your ley lines, having to move and get back in. The whole point of Black Mage is don't fucking move. I'm not moving. Healers adjust. Like, that's Black Mage. The, if people get all of these changes, there's not going to be enough difference between all the classes. I want all the classes to be really fucking different. Like, don't make them all the same. Like, honestly, right now, I'm kind of bummed because I don't feel like I have a main. I I really You've don't. You've been playing a lot of jobs lately. I've been trying out a bunch of different jobs, and I don't love any of them. I really don't. I've been playing Red Mage. And I enjoy Red Mage, and the amount of DPS I put out is really cool, but it's not satisfying. Like, when I played Summoner back with Stormblood, like, I had to work my ass off to be top DPS, and I fucking loved it. Now I'm ripping Hado as a Red Mage, and I'm just like, oh, I fucked up the buttons a couple times because I'm still learning them. You know, I'm like level 52 or whatever, but I don't know. I just... I, I just liked it being hard. I don't like it being this easy. It's But I thought now you don't like it because it's too hard. There's too many buttons to press. For Summoner? Yeah. No, I just... It's not harder. It's easier to play Summoner now. I just don't like how it plays now. It's, that's I didn't enjoy the way it plays. And I think what you said 
just now is the catch 22 of like game design like and what people want people want their classes to be different play uniquely but then if another class does a little bit more dps they complain about my class isn't yeah as good as Shut this class the fuck up and play a different class then if you want to be the top dps and that's all you care about play red mage like i i don't know i actually preferred black mage in store i preferred all the classes in stormblood honestly like i i really personally don't love the changes that came recently like i just yeah gotta get on those official forums and start complaining pre-stormblood am i saying that right i'm i'm pre-stormblood is heaven's word heaven's word no i was saying stormblood i liked him pre-seven stormblood (laughs) oh klaus to tell me what i'm hearing is that i want to play bard i actually started started as a bard yeah that was what i learned how maybe i mean i could give it a shot again but i feel like the support I give isn't as valuable as the support that comes from a red mage or a summoner and the DPS output isn't as good as a red mage or a summoner. So I feel like kind of just a, a meh like support to the party as a bard. I'm sorry if any, any of you bards out there, that's, that's how I personally feel. And that's all like how you feel is your reality. So maybe you just got to nut up and start playing a warrior. I'm not nutting up. I don't have balls. <laughs> You've got inside balls. You're so dumb. <laughs> no. All right. Are there any plans for new gates, Avi? Of course. What do you mean, of course? They have not updated the gold saucer with games at all since it's been implemented. But he says, we are already planning new gates and mini games. I know they haven't added any, but I feel like it's been one of those things that's like, yeah, we know. We need to add gates. Like, I don't think that they forgot about it. They just keep putting it off. I think there's like three gates I enjoy doing. I like Cliffhanger. I like any which way the wind blows, and I tolerate the one where you do the different moves, the Simon Says type shit. Oh, yeah. And, and it, all the other ones, they can get rid of for all I care. The only mini game I play is the botanist one, where you have to hit the tree. Oh, yeah. I do that one. It's the only mini game I play, too. And I do Lords of Verminion three times. I start the game. I walk away just for the 10,000 MGP bonus every week i wish i did that like more you're so good about doing your it this is challenge log stuff he's talking about here guys um you're so good about doing your uh golden saucer challenge log and you get all the mounts from the golden saucer Mm -hmm. i have like one because i'm just like oh i don't want to go there got all the mounts i've got all the orchestrian rolls and i'm up to 700k mgp again yeah by the way i was bitching about classes but i think currently scholar is my favorite Okay. I think that's the one I'm having the most fun with. I did I did get my white mage to 70, um, and it just felt so easy after playing Scholar. Again, I like a challenge, so I've been enjoying Scholar because you got to think about what you're doing a lot more with your spells and timing and stuff. So that that's where I'm, I'm headed. I'm leaning. <laughs> and Klaus in chat is asking if I have my Cloud Strife triple triad card for a million MGP. I thought about it mm-hmm. when I made like my second million on there. Mm-hmm. And the stats on it are not very good, so I did not get it. I've chosen to get all the other stuff. I think once I get up to a million again, I don't have much else to buy, so I probably will end up getting that with the next million. Do you think they're going to add the male bunny outfits in 4.2? Not in 4.2. When they add the new gates, you think we're going to get them? Would you wear a male bunny suit? Because I think you should totally wear a male... Like those little bunny ears sticking out of your fro? Only if I can dye it metallic green. You can. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, 
Um, I've heard you're going to fix the everyone go to the center problem in Rival Wings, but are you also considering fixing the north side of the map where it's uh, easy to protect and also difficult to attack? And he says, we are planning a lot of changes to Rival Wings, so please wait for those changes. And I did a little bit of research onto what's going on in Rival Rings recently. And apparently there's a lot of people who think, I believe, it's the blue side who has the disadvantage. Hmm. So apparently a lot of times if people get the blue team, they just kind of quit. Hmm. So that's kind of annoying. And But apparently changes are coming. I honestly don't have much faith in Square Enix for anything PvP related. Oh. Um... Because there's just so many things you really have to focus on to make good PvP. You really have to focus on balancing classes for PvP. And the way Rival Wings is set up as well, like they're trying to make everything even by having, you know, 24 versus 24. But unless you actually make the group composition at least the same by class, Mm -hmm. you know, do one healer, a tank, and two DPS. Right. Like, it's hard to really balance it because people can have such a variety of party compositions. It's hard to balance that way. Unless you have an Astrologian and then you've got balance all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So punny. Um, can you please allow us to turn in normal raid equipment, Omega Normal, for GC seals and the odd number patches? I lost my place. Oh, there it is. Um, they said that if we allow that to happen in odd numbered patches, it won't fully reach the players who actually want to use the gear, so we have deliberately spaced it out. And that makes sense. So the people who still want to get that gear, it's a little bit easier for them. They don't have to you know, win against people. Mm-hmm. And then this one, there was a question, but there was no answer. I don't know if you just suck at copying things, Pete, but uh, it was a question I actually wanted to know the answer to. It says, it is a difficult task in order to change, or is it a difficult task to change how the ceilings look? Oh, the answer's yeah, just combined. I, did, I didn't not put the answer in. It's just on the same line. Um, and he said, the original system wasn't designed to be custom able to customize the ceiling and the lights. So... Sounds like it's a possibility. Yeah, sounds like it's a maybe since they were able to allow us to change the lights. I would love to be able to change the ceiling in the houses. I think that's a really cool thing. So, All right, this one is for me. Can you raise the strength on the tank accessories? The problem where crafted gear is better than high eye-level gear is occurring again. And Yoshi P says, we are aware of that problem, but the discussions are still going on. So... I don't know how much of a concern they really view this. Mm. Uh, but it is a little annoying. I, I'm not like the bleeding edge tier raider for Savage. So I usually just end up using the highest eye level gear because I don't want to over meld, uh, crafted gear. Okay. Cause I don't, I don't care that much. It's not going to make that difference for me because, uh, we usually end up out eye leveling it anyways. So you get cap. That makes sense. Well, and you're not trying to be world first and stuff, and I think that's when that really comes into play. Yeah, so all the world first teams will do the crafted gear with the better stats. What you get? I wait. <laughs> Please make more eight-man dungeons, which don't even exist. So it, why are you asking for that? It won't be an eight-man dungeon, but we are planning on difficult four-man content instead. I actually think that's cool. Okay, I was just going to ask you, what would you rather have? Would you rather have some dungeons with eight people, a little more variety? When they say eight-man dungeon, I'm assuming they mean like uh, Omega Normal. Mm-hmm. 
I like the idea. I don't think there's really any difficult four-man content. Like, well, there's the Palace of the Dead, higher levels, but that's it. Like, uh, what other four-man content is really difficult? Yeah, there isn't. And people have been asking for hard four-man content, but they did give it to us in Palace of the Dead. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know how many people really took advantage of that. I I really actually, I've been talking to people like in the FC, I want to do that again. I want to get our Palace of the Dead weapons up and I want to try to get the 100 plus levels done. Like, I really do. So. It's a good thing to do because there ain't shit to do right. at the moment. And my weapon's like in the 80s right now because I turned it in for a class a while ago. And another question regarding 8-Man. They want 8-Man content that we can farm casually as a group. And Yoshi P simply said, I have received your request. That's fucking awesome. Like, dude, that's what the, like, I don't know, PvP. Well, I guess it's 24. The raids are 24-man, but it's kind of like your 8-Man because you're, al- you're just working with your 8-Man alliance. I don't know. That's how I view that, but. Uh, you know it's what all the freaking primals are when they're older i don't know you if you want to casually farm shit do older stuff i i feel like there is a there is a possibility for stuff like this like they could have made diadem a place where you could go with eight people and you know try to farm some high level mobs but they made it so difficult to access that having to do it by airship at first and you know, there is a demand for it. So I could see them doing something eventually for that. It's great how we can become friends with people outside of our server now. But can you make it so that it's visible when they are in an, an instanced area or in a state where we can't send them tails? When you're in an instanced area, it's like being in a different server. So we can't do that. Makes sense. Basically, try sending them a message. And if it goes through, yay. If it doesn't. Try again later. Basically. Um, I, I thought of you with this one, Pete. Can can you raise the limit on the number of retainers we can have? What's the what's the current limit? Eight. Wow, that's a lot of fucking retainers. Um, we do have plans to add more. Because they want more your so, money. Like I said, Yoshi went on to the Japanese servers to do this. So there could be some translation errors. I wouldn't be surprised if this question meant like, can you raise the limit on the free ones that we get? Like maybe a cake, maybe it's time to make it three free retainers. That would be cool. Uh, but if that was the question, I don't think he would say we do have plans to add more. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> Cause I don't think they're giving a shit for free. Nope. Uh, so yeah, maybe for those of you that are capped out on eight retainers, you'll be able to buy a couple more in the future. So you can pay an extra $20 a month just for retainers. You wealthy bastards. <laughs> Um, since we don't know the requirements for new crafting and gathering HQ items, we can't meld our gear before the next patch arrives. Any way you can show us in advance, you swarmy bastard? No! Yeah. No! I'm sorry, but we are avoiding that to prevent the economy to go wild. And yeah, that's always been that way, so I don't even know why people are asking those questions. Can you tell me what you're giving me for my birthday so that I know what I should buy to go in conjunction with it? So hey, I'll if you're going to buy me a Switch, more? I want to buy myself some games, okay? Right. Like, no, that's no, that's not how that works. Sorry. Mm-mm. Want me to keep going? Yeah, go ahead. Allowing players to stack daily tickets is actually a pretty troublesome topic because... You're doing the answer I first. am. <laughs> Your spacing is the exact same, and so it just... Uh, 
Can you make the daily roulettes into tickets so we can save them up? No. Allowing players to stack daily tickets is actually a pretty troublesome topic. Because some players will think, I have too many saved up and I can't be bothered doing them anymore. If we don't leave dailies as dailies, humans are designed to not do them anymore. Well, and, and I thought that was a pretty interesting answer because they really got into the psychology of people for this. I also think of the fact that having dailies forces you to log on daily, which is what the game wants. They want to keep you logging on. So having a reward for doing something every day is a way to keep you doing something every day. So if they take that away, that incentive is now gone. I understand where this question comes from, though. I do, too. Because there's some people who might only be able to log in twice a week, but they have a lot of time to play that day. So if they were able to run leveling roulette four times and get the bonus each time... That'd be great, but that's never going to happen. I'm just saying I understand where this oh, question I, comes from. I do, too. But again, I feel like it's one of those questions that it's like, come on, dude, you should have already known the answer to this one. Like, no. But I think uh, that statement is true. I think if I logged in and I saw that I had like 99 daily leveling roulette vouchers, I'd be like, I've already got 99. Might as well keep on going. Like, I, I don't need to do this shit. I never do my leave quests. I never until I'm like, ooh, I want to level a crafter, which doesn't happen. And I'm like, I have leaves. Da, da, da. That's, yeah. that's it. That's when so they come So it play. is the incentive to log in and make sure you take advantage of that as often as you can. Yep. Yep, yep. And if you are someone who enjoys doing your leaves, well, I guess it's nice that they stack up Well, like these that. aren't leaves. These I are know, but the I'm day talking leaves. about something that's similar that does stack up. Oh, yeah. So, you know, like... I... Yeah, leaves not as good. But... No, not as good. Leaves are good for crafting and gathering. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I use all of mine on. They're the, um, the roulettes for crafters and gatherers, in a sense. Like, you can use them for anything, but that's, like, as close as you can get for your crafters. I think the only time I ever used them on my battle class was doing one step of the relic. Mm. To open up all the treasure chests during leaves to try to get that one drop. I did them at some of the really low, low levels when I first, uh, as a DPS, when I first. Yeah, I mean, when you're low level, you can get them to, you know, so you don't have to run a whole dungeon again. You just run one or two of those to get to the next level. Push push that next little bit. I'd do that too. Please, 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 please add a ton of housing plots. We will be adding quite a lot of housing plots. So shut the fuck up. I mean, he said, so please wait. I can't wait. Into to see how much quite a lot means. I mean, it's not going to mean as not as much as people want. What should the over under be on the amount of wards per housing zone? I have no idea what to even base that answer off. I think the last time they added four. Ah, I think if they're going to try to do more, they might add six, which is still not going to be enough. All right, let's put the over under at five. Okay. Are you going over or under? For how many they're going to put in? For the amount of wards per housing. I'd say over. I just said six. So I, I didn't know if that was... You said, you know, if they go over, they would do six. I don't know if you yeah. expect them to go over. Um, I think that if he's saying right here that we'll be adding quite a lot of housing plots, they'll be adding more than they did last time. If they're just adding more... The same as they did last time, they'd say we're adding about the same as we did last time. You'd think that. <laughs> I'm I'm taking the under, so I'll go four, just because you're taking the over. Okay. I'll go under. Uh, we don't have a bet yet. Oh, I'll... Klaus Klaus is on with me, six. Mm-hmm. Chili says two. And Garpus Stingy in chat bastard. says, I thought leaves for leaves were for amber-encased Vilekin, and that's the, the relic step that I was talking that's about. That's the only time I ever used all of my leaves, and I was like, 
having to wait for them to stack up again was when I was uh, working on that part of my relic weapon, yes. <laughs> but since they are being so hush-hush on the whole housing system, I think they're going to do something like making mansions only FC accessible. I kind of agree with that. Yeah. I really do. But All right, yeah. Avi. With the new glamour wardrobe, do we need to carry around dyes if we want to change the color on them? Okay, so this answer is really long, and it basically, to me, says that it's going to be the same as it is now. But what he says is, if you have the item in the wardrobe dyed beforehand, you can use that color when you glamour the items. You can also make it where only the gear with the glamour commode applied to it is dyed, so you can leave the commode itself undyed. Which is the exact thing that happens with glamours right now. You either dye the piece of gear... Before you glamour it, and then you glamour it, and it's got that dye on it. Or you take the glamour that's already existing, and then you dye it, and then it only applies to that glamour. So literally, he just said nothing is changing. Well, I would suppose now that, like, once you glamour a piece to put in your glamour book, you can't change the color of that. It's always going to be what you had it dyed to. No, and it then sounds if like you, you can change it. You but, can... but once you, like, glamour it, to yourself, you can dye it while it's on you. Which is the exact same as it is now, unless you have that original I'm saying, piece. You, but you could never change it. You can. You can change it while it's on you, but if, like, if you did it on another class, that piece would be the original but dye. That's that the exact same way that it works right now. You don't glamour enough, Pete, to know that. So I've got my shirt right here, okay? This shirt, is I'm wearing it as it is. I'm going to dye it white. And then I glamour it onto a new outfit, and now it's black on that glamour. Okay, so I can dye it green, I can dye it red, I can, whatever, on that glamour. But then I want to dye, glamour this shirt again onto something, it's still white. If you say so. the item itself is dyed that color. The glamour is separate from the item. The glamour only applies to that glamour. Wow. Which is why you never want to use any of your really expensive dyes on a glamour. You want to actually dye the physical item. Mm-hmm. I guess that could be a green leaf minute right there. Because you'll be pissed if you, you waste that $500,000 pot of dye on I will need a Greenleaf Minute with the new Glamour system. Of course. Once we figure out how to do it. Is it difficult to allow us to take our Chocobo companions into dungeons? Um, now that we have squadrons, that isn't out of the possibility. That's a very bad translation. So it's possible. Yeah. That's not a bad translation. Yes, it is. It isn't out of the possibility. That's not how people talk. Normally they say out of the realm of possibilities, but there you go. I figured it out. I figured it out too. Look at the big brain on you. Why are you being such a butthead, you butthead? <sighs> Just how God made me. Will we ever see a fourth role other than DPS? For the meantime, we'll be sticking to the current three roles. Uh, I wouldn't have expected any other answer than no. that. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure what they could add. Uh, One for me. Uh-oh. I want a tackle box. I understand. That should have been an exclamation point instead of a question mark, though. Oh, look, now you're getting all judgy on the translation of things. I mean, that wasn't a question. He didn't say, I want a tackle box. Maybe he did. He said, I want a tackle box, Yoshi. And Yoshi says, I understand the demand, dot, dot, dot. No answer. Yeah, we're not getting a tackle box. I know you do. (laughs) Sucks to be you. Anything you can tell us about Eureka? Well, Pete, you'll have misunderstandings if we only reveal a portion of the information, so just shut the fuck up and wait a little bit longer. (laughs) I have no choice to wait a little bit longer, but I do not have to shut the fuck up. 
Oh, he never will. Give me more Eureka information, Yoshi. (laughs) No. Can you allow us to only change the color of our eyes via colored contacts? Maybe. Bitch, read the answer. That's the answer. It might be about time we allow players to customize their eye color. But what that says to me is it might be time to allow when you, not Fantasia, when you, uh, what's the thing when you want to change your hairstyle? I'm not going to get it, so you might as well tell me. (laughs) The esthetician. Esthetician. Maybe when you do that, they'll let you change your eye colors too. I mean, was there any doubt that it would be with the esthetician? I mean, if you're going to change anything. Well, the question was colored contact, so maybe they add a colored contact drop. No, you don't glamour enough to even understand that question because I never even thought it would be a piece of equipment. It was immediately like makeup. It's a facial feature. It's part of your character that would be part of the esthetician. Like that was, I never even thought it would be anything but esthetician. Like that's why I didn't even think that I had to specify that. You're dumb. I didn't think so either. I love you. But if I've learned anything from Daddy of Light, it's people quit for the weirdest of reasons. Oh my God. Which... As long as we get through the rest of these questions relatively quickly, we will be uh, recapping the third episode. Mm -hmm. Because Pete didn't let me watch the fourth episode because we didn't recap the third episode on the last episode of the She Heals I Think podcast. If you're smart, you just create a new login on Netflix and watch it on that one like I do to you. I'm not a cheater. You fucking cheat. I am a Netflix cheater. Whore. Unabashed. Mm Mm-hmm. Is it going to be another deep dungeon, Avi? Oh, wait, just you really wish they would add the the change of color in the eyes with the esthetician because you hate my character's eye color. I, well, I just don't like the... I'm, a, I'm an anti-two-colored eyes person. I know a lot of people really like the, the odd-colored eyes. I, may, I don't know where to look, and it bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was the reason. Yeah, I don't, I'm like, I like, don't know. I don't like it because I can't just look at you. I have to like look at one eye or the other eye. So I don't like the odd colored eyes, but a lot of people really do. <laughs> um, is there going to be another deep dungeon? We are still developing the next deep dungeon. Can you do something so, so, about almost every pair of trousers looking the same above the ankle? And why is it that short? We have to consider including the shoes. So it's quite difficult. I personally always ask the designers for a retake. With skirts, we'll do our best. Solving the problem with legs clipping through them. I was actually excited by that comment about fixing the legs clipping through the skirt because it is kind of an annoying feature. I was really glad when they did take the longer skirts and and get them to the ground because who the freaking hell wears a floor length skirt that stops at their ankles? Like, no, 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 no. We don't want that. No, Kinjo, I don't hate you for having two colored eyes. I just can't look at your face. She just can't look us in the eye. She can only look us in eye. I look at one eye or your forehead or I'll just look at your hairstyle. I just can't. I don't hate you. I just I can't look at you. Will the 4.2 dungeon gear be dieable? No. And I don't even think we went over last week when we got the little preview on the dungeon gear. We didn't because it's the exact same dungeon from like the 69 dungeon uh, yeah. dungeon gear from 69 dungeon that was Castrum Albania or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was meant to begin with, so it's like it, you know, eh. Can you split This is what people have been asking for for a while. Can you split the head and glasses in order to be two different glamour categories or or piece categories? We would have to change a lot and restart from the model. So it's difficult. dot 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 I don't see that. So no. Yeah, that's that's if they have to change the model, if the answer is ever we have to change the model, it's not going to happen. 
Will you add the ultimate series to the Raid Finder in the future? I don't think we will. By the way, we are already developing the next ultimate content, and we're just talking about what the boss for the ultimate difficulty after that will be. Good for you guys. I'd like you to revise how raid gear is the only strongest gear for each season, or patch cycle, and how it's useless after the next. For example, add special effects or buffs so that you can use it after the season is over. And this is the question I was talking about from the first question we went over, what I wanted to expand on. Yoshi says, adding special effects slash buffs will affect the game's balance as a whole. So we have, we have a policy where, unless those effects are limited to a certain area, note, hints to Eureka, we won't have them in this game. You just want to talk about this because of the note, hints to Eureka. Uh, actually, no, it wasn't. I had an idea for something else. Um... But this is what sparked this idea. Uh-oh, people going on a tangent. People, because the main complaint is that their Savage Raid gear is obsoleted so quickly. Right. But if they allow the effects slash buffs to take place only in the next Raid tier, maybe they can give some buffs if you're wearing the complete set of the previous Raid gear. So it's like a set bonus as well. Kind of like You have the, to have um, all the pieces, the ones. all the pieces and the weapon. Then you get a buff that kind of brings all your previous Raid tier up to like the new base level of oh eye God, level. Oh my God, Pete, you actually just had a good idea. Happens every, I, every decade you? or so. Who are you? No, that's, I actually really like that idea. I think that's really, it also encourages you to go back and beat the previous Raid if you hadn't mm-hmm. before. That's, that's a perfect, <laughs> solution because it, it does what Square Enix wants you to do. It encourages you to play the game more and then it does what the people want where it gives them the bonus. And I would say if they even did like minor set gear bonuses for dungeon gear, I would do that on my alts. Because I never have like a full set of dungeon gear. No. Like I'll get a piece here and then I'll move on to tome gear. Yeah. But if I got a little bit of a bonus for getting the whole set, I'd do something like that. Unless it's pretty, I don't <laughs> give a fuck. I just I, That's it. Because I know... That those stats don't matter because I'm going to be leveling and I'm going to be past that and not needing it anymore. So unless I like it, I'm not going to go for the whole set. I like that idea. Even make some pieces a little rarer to get the set bonus. And then you know how they add minions to dungeons and it's a pain in the ass because you have to do them over and over again. Maybe just give the the minion if you get the whole set. Oh, not a bad idea. All these ideas are cool, but the only... Honestly, the only one I really liked was the raid gear one. And I don't even raid. I'm not a, a an endgame raider, but it, it. I think that's a really good idea. And I think that's an incentive for the hardcore raiders to come back and yep. do the next thing, not just yep. be like, oh, I just raided and now it's out-geared anyways. Yep. Like, what am I doing this treadmill for? Well, and it's for people who really like to get those uh, world first. It, it gives them that extra boost from mm-hmm. other people who didn't necessarily beat the previous one. I think it's a really cool idea. I think you should submit that on the lodestone or somewhere. I think that's your. I think that's your best idea. And then you all get- your PvP ideas and stuff. By way, Pete, like this is your best idea that you've had in this year plus time we've been podcasting. Yeah, and it would only work in the new raid tier. Yeah. Like if you take it into a dungeon, you wouldn't get those bonuses that bring it up. Right. I, I like that a lot. I really do. Um, All right. Um, do you actually want to do the rest or just go on to Data Flight? Um, well, there was a bug that was fixed where there was um, something about how your soul crystal had your name labeled on it when you used a jump potion. So they are fixing that. Um, 
And then they are going to look into allowing it so that people can remove chocobos from their sta- the stable when owners haven't logged in for a while. So that's pretty much the last of the important bits. So that would just affect like the big FCs where their stables are full. Yeah. Well, I mean, even our FC is small. We've got like five chocobos in there that, you know, those people haven't logged on in a really long yeah, time. Yeah, but it's not like we're at max rank no, or the max capacity. It doesn't affect us. But I'm just saying it like if we have that many, imagine a large uh, free company. All right. And Yoshi P's favorite alcohol is wine followed by sake. Like one, like double fisting? Yeah. Wine <laughs> with a chaser of sake. <laughs> Classy. All, All right. right. So now we'll continue our recap and review of the Netflix acclaimed series. I'm going to take a nap now because I don't know. Dad do of any Light. Of yeah, you guys are supposed to comment on what I say. That's how it goes, Avin. No, you're, this is not a commentable thing. Yes, when I say something that sparks an interest, you say something. Something. That's how it works. Okay. All right. This is episode three titled Never Give In. Customary spoiler alert. Dad of Light, if you haven't seen it, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Starting with a flashback <laughs> of young Akio doing what he does best, Avi, being just off wet sports again. True gamer. He's practicing kendo, which was a suggestion from his father, probably because his dad foresaw many beatings in his future. Akio gets his ass whipped by his opponent. His father tells him, if you want to quit, then quit. So Akio's like, sweet pops, deuces, I'm out. And in just an awful attempt at teaching his kid to overcome failure, the dad drops the line, fine, do whatever you want, Akio. See if I care. Yeah, that's like the dad didn't even, I I feel like the dad gave up as much as the son did. And that was like, well, fuck off, man. Like, if you're not even going to try to get your son to try, then you don't deserve to have a son who tries. And try to try to work that one out. Akio ends with saying he wasn't able to live up to his father's expectations, but I really think this one's on the dad. Yes. So for not having a backup plan when if you want to quit, then quit didn't quite work out the way he planned. Yeah, you, you gotta you gotta still like be like, well, fine, but you can't because you're not a quitter. Like, even <laughs> if it's something stupid like that, you don't let them quit. You don't. You find a reason to make them. And by through. the way, I don't know if we've mentioned much on the reviews. But this show just looks really good, and this flashback scene was shot pretty well. Like, it looked, this show looks really good, the way it was shot. I obviously really enjoy this show. Someone won't let me watch it unless I cheat on him, which is just bullshit. Alright, so now in-game, Indy is trying to take down Ifrit with the help of Mady and the Lala twins. Indy's an archer, but he's doing his best Dragoon impression and just stands (laughs) in all the shit and dies. The rest of the group die shortly behind him. After their wife, they're drowning their sorrows at what I think was Busker and Druthers. I couldn't quite make it out. Indy's still using emotes and is expressing his utter disappointment to Mady. Utter. About their Ifrit failure. I do have to say, sorry to interrupt this, but I started leveling my Dragoon again. And that's actually a fun class to play because it's like, I died. I did my job. Like, it's, <laughs> it's fun to have, like, no responsibility at all. I've heard you say that a lot. You must be dying fairly often. <laughs> I was really sucking at Dragoon for, like, I don't even know why. It was, I was a lot of dying. So after this Ifrit failure, Akio realizes that the father-son roles are now reversed. And he needs to get his father not to give up. Moving on, we finally figure out what Akio does, Avi. Do you remember? 
He sells copiers. Yes, he's a copy machine sales rep. Apparently, he fucked up the setup of a copier, though, and it won't be be able to be used until tomorrow. And the douche canoe bitching about it tells Akio he's going to go to his boss. He's going to rat him out to his boss. So Akio's boss tells him, you're on, you're off the account, Inaba, because when you fuck up, they call you by your last name. Oh. Akio's last name is Inaba. Inaba. And his older friend slash a mentor in the office slaps his ass and says, tell him to fight back. Did he actually slap his ass? He slapped his ass, told him to fight How back. How did I miss that part? That would be make it so much more entertaining. But Akio wimpily says he wants to keep trying. His boss barely hears him, but his friend stands up with his big boy voice and says, I'll keep an eye on the kid and make sure everything goes smoothly. Now him and his buddy are talking, and his buddy is telling Akio about his sales rep predecessor, the guy that was in charge of the account before Akio, and how good he was with clients. Mm -hmm. And we get a smash cut to a scene of a guy that's stripping down to just his boxers and a tie, thanking the clients for signing a deal with him. In a restaurant. In a restaurant. Yeah. I would not be able to do that with my clients. Nope. Um, he goes on to say that the rep was pretty good and a shame that he's gone because he was hospitalized with kidney stones, appendicitis, appendicitis, and anal fistula. Did he really say that? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, the guy had a lot of shit wrong with him. That's all I remember was like, it was lots of things. And I'm not sure what anal fistula is and I was too much of a pussy to Google it. Oh, I'm going to send you so many images tomorrow at work. Everyone uh, send pictures of anal fistula to Pete on Twitter. He will love it. You're welcome. So I'm not checking Twitter tomorrow. <laughs> um, so they go on to talk about this, about making this an opportunity and reminisce about all the people that got promoted after overcoming adversity. They're hitting the theme pretty hard on the nose in this episode. Hitting it hard. Back at home, Akio's having a nice dinner with his parents when he tells his dad he's bought him a new keyboard, and the dad is super excited. This because was a- his keyboard wasn't working. Yeah, this is a really cute scene, because he's so happy that he can start talking in-game now, that he just picks up his plate and starts just shoveling that food into his it's mouth. so cute, he's, he's like a little boy. eating as fast as he can, like a little kid that just I'll wants to go... Game. Play his video game. I might have done that as a child. It was a great little scene. And an adult. <laughs> uh, in-game, Mady's talking to the Lalas about how his dad is quiet and doubts he's going to talk much. Meanwhile, Indy walks in, and after a couple mo- moments of quiet, Mady asks him if he's having a nice evening. Indy says, good, in response. And they think that's it, but then he just starts talking up a storm now that he's got his new keyboard. He loves talking, and that he looks forward to talking with them. He starts dancing and says, I don't like being alone, so let's be friends. And Akio's like, who the fuck is this guy? Basically, basically, Akio, what's happening is you don't know your dad. Because you know him as dad, you don't know him as like... As the person that he actually is, is your diff- I, I wouldn't say it's his fault, though. No, but it—it's everyone's fault. And so, back in real life, Akio's entertaining the douche canoe from earlier, and that guy's boss. The douche is doing impressions of baseball players batting and pitching stances, and the boss is eating that shit up because he's a big baseball fan. But Akio, like we know, doesn't know shit about sports, especially baseball. He's really uncomfortable. And after the boss leaves, 
the douche canoe tells Akio he's shit at entertaining clients. Well, I mean, it's kind of weird. The guy, like, impersonates how people pitch and how people bat. And it's, like, it's not just, like, knowing about baseball. It's, like, knowing weird shit about baseball, in, I thought at least. I'd say if you watch a baseball often, you recognize players by their batting stance. Oh. Like, I'd be able to tell you Tony Gwynn's batting stance because I lived in San Diego my whole life and I watched a lot of games. Like, Okay. That's the thing. I still think it's a pretty douchey thing to do, but... Yeah. He actually does drop some good knowledge for Akio, though, about being able to entertain clients and yes. taking interest in what people's favorite things are. Uh, and the next day at the office, Akio's boss takes him off the account and tells Akio's friend to take over. He protests, but Akio's basically given up. He doesn't want the account anymore. Walking solemnly through the hallways, Akio is stopped by the young lady from the previous episode. I forgot her name and they didn't reintroduce her, so... Meh. Uh, She's a hot chick in the show. She says she was forced to go to a matchmaking party with everyone from the company company that Akio was taken off the account from. So she wrote down everything she learned about the people there and wants to give it to Akio to help him out. She's a day late, though, and he declines the book because he's given the fuck up. In the game, Mady is fishing in Costa del Sol, just wishing he could live in this world. And I would bet that's a thought that many people playing Final Fantasy XIV have had. Especially you, Avi. What? Sometimes you wish you could live in the world. Yeah, because you can control things in the world. And you can just glamour yourself so easily. I do that anyway. No, but it's like a whole process when you glamour yourself. Here? There's like scissors involved. I like it. Might chop my hair off soon. Indy finds him and asks for help to fight Ifrit again. He's been practicing. Akio isn't in the mood, but he decides to help anyways. However, the practice does not seem to have helped much, and they all die again and again. Akio wants to quit for the night, but Indy wants to keep on going. He says, we can quit at any time, but at times like this, it's important that we keep trying and bitch, that would have been a great thing to say to your kid after you wanted to quit Kendo. I think everyone watching that episode thought the exact same thing. Because that's when I saw that, I was like, bitch, why the fuck are you saying that now? You should have said that to your little boy. He even goes on to say, there is no such thing as game over in real life if you keep on trying. Which maybe hits home a little more with himself mm-hmm. than in game right now. Yeah. Mady says, okay, okay, we'll keep going. But this is, but he's a little bitch about it and pulls as a monk. Yeah, I noticed that too. <laughs> like, you really think you're going to beat it if you guys have been fucking it up over and over again if you monk pull? N- no. So we actually don't know if they beat the fight that night. We never get a clear answer. I'm no. I'm assuming no. It um, doesn't matter because they kept trying. And his dad's in-game speech worked, though. And the next day at work, Akio goes back to his boss and begs for the account. He does some real first-class bowing. Like, I'm talking... 90 degree bows he's the lowest bower like, at the office if someone bowed to me like that like i would be honored like i'd be i'd give you whatever you wanted you bow to me like that i will keep that in my back pocket got it diamonds <laughs> as he's begging though the young lady from before sees him and she knows what's going on so she gets out the book of information to give to him Akio shows up to the company to apologize and brings them a present. He's buying them off. He's bought his way back into their good graces for a second chance. He's even started learning about baseball and asked the boss to go to a game with him. 
And back in game, Indy and Matey thank each other for all their help. They've helped each other. Still, we don't know if they beat Ifrit though. Because does it really matter at this point? I mean, they failed. So. I think it's an assumption that they did, considering that Akio succeeded in life because he succeeded in game with his father's support. I want to see him beat it though. I mean, that would have been a great moment. Why? I think it's a better moment to see him beat the real life challenge. I know. Come on, they could have cut some shit from this than just added a quick scene of them beating Ifrit. Okay. Um, at the dining table, the mother and father are sitting together. She shows him a brochure for an around-the-world cruise she wants to go on next year. He says, I'm not sure if I can go. And after the wife says, he'll have fun, he says, yes, I guess so. I should. I suppose I shouldn't give up so easily. So, which again makes me think he's dying. Yeah, this and he leads needs to fight into cancer or something. Uh, yeah something medically being wrong with him. Uh, I'm a little. I'm getting a little afraid that this uh, series might not end out end up so well for the father. Hopefully, he recovers whatever he has. But I mean, honestly, if he recovers his relationship with his son, even if the father dies at the end, then it was a positive show. Yeah, but not everything's a happily ever after. Might be Peach. a little bit of a tearjerker. Yeah, little field of dreams. How long has it yeah. been since you saw that? movie? I don't think you've seen that movie. I have seen okay. that movie. I say, how long has it been since you've seen that movie? Uh, about a week and a half. Oh yeah, you don't even own it, bitch. I own everything with Netflix. It's not on Netflix. <laughs> Damn it. Um, this was actually probably my least favorite of the three episodes so far, but I still enjoyed it. I liked it because we got a bit more character development. Uh, it could have been that I was just so sick when we watched it that it was hard to concentrate. That so. makes sense. Pete's not good at reading, if you hadn't noticed from listening to our podcast. He's a bad reader. Bad reader, bad talker. Mm-hmm. Don't know why I'm doing a podcast. I don't either. I really wonder that every day. Actually, I do. It's because I wanted to get better at stuff I'm not good at. <laughs> well, good. I like that. And for as long as it's I procrastinated on this sub wall, it's amazing to you, I'm sure, that I've stuck to this podcast for so long. Yeah, I thought I was just supporting you for this little thing, and then it never went away. <laughs> I start a lot of hobbies. Yes, but I do enjoy it. I'm not saying that like I don't want to be here. This one I mean, stuck. At, at first, I didn't want to be here. I'll admit. Like if if you look at listen to some of the older episodes, and there were some tense episodes between Pete and me, it's because I was just like waiting for him to quit, honestly. And then I kind of figured out he wasn't gonna. And, and now it's just a part of our life. It is, and I enjoy it. I enjoy spit. This is the most he talks to me all week. Yeah. After the after this episode, I need like 48 hours of not talking. Yeah. Because I have to talk at work and it sucks. <laughs> yes, talking sucks. <laughs> all right. Um, I do want to thank um, Izana. You see her in, on Twitch. Um, she remodeled my house. My friend Izana. She uh, made it look all nice and pretty. And I wanted to thank her. Now we got a cool place to hang out. Um, oh, my gosh. It's the community roundup. I thought it was the end of the show. I'm sorry, Pete. It's the Community Roundup, partner. And this week, I want to talk about Gamer Escape. And yes, I know, if you're a Final Fantasy XIV fan, there's no doubt at some point you've ended up at Gamer Escape for information. And awesome, we sorry. have talked about them before. Uh, but I don't want to talk about all the great information they have. What I want to talk about this week is a tweet they sent out yesterday looking for a few volunteers. And uh, we'll be posting the link in the show notes. Uh, to the page with all the information but the short of it is they are looking for some volunteer writers for general gaming they want a final fantasy 11 reporter 
and a few of them for Final Fantasy XIV. They want a reporter, someone that might write some guides, and a column writer. Hmm. So I think that could be of interest to some of you listeners. Maybe you want to start creating some content, but you're not sure where to start. Um, but you like to write. Maybe you've written some stuff or on some other subjects before, but you want to transition into some gaming stuff. Uh, this could be really good for you. And it's a great team over at Gamer Escape. So go check out that link when we post it. And uh, yeah, could be really fun. Or if playing Final Fantasy XIV is kind of your only hobby and you know you want to be able to share that with other people, this is a great way to kind of expand upon that. Yeah, uh, but... Take some time and write up an article to send to them because you will have to have some sort of... Well, obviously, but I'm just I, I'm just trying to make it more open to everybody because I feel like there are a lot of people who, who play the game a lot and then, you know, you might feel kind of bored in game. Like, being a reporter for Final Fantasy XIV might revitalize it for you a bit. Like, it'll kind of just give you something else to do with it. And, and honestly, I'm a big advocate of the worst that's going to happen is they'll say no. Mm-hmm. So... If this is something that interests you at all, I think you should apply. I think you should look into it because um, one of the cool things about FanFest was talking to other people about Final Fantasy XIV, which isn't something you get to do outside of the game usually. And and so this might give you that opportunity. And hell, you might end up finding you like writing out of it. So yeah. check it out. I think it's kind of a really cool thing. Like Chucklotopia in chat says, God, I want to create content, but I find starting out is so difficult. Not sure if it's the willpower or just not being able to figure out where to start. And I think that's a very common problem. But the thing here, though, is that you'd be working with Gamerscape, who has already established themselves pretty damn well. And and finding out where to start is difficult. But, I mean, you can even go back and listen to some of our podcasts. And like like I did, when I was trying to figure out what to do YouTube content on, I was trying to think of new content. And I realized... Oh, I already know all of this content. Why don't I just do it based off this content? I know. And I know that you have content you know a lot about as well. Yeah. Go back and listen to some of our earlier episodes. Pretty funny. Very bad. It's funny because it's bad. Yes. But even so, like there might be something in game that you really, really, really love doing. And you might think everyone loves doing it, but they might not. Or if you've ever watched Larry Zar's video, um, you'll see that like, you're like, holy fuck, this guy's like in my brain. How is he thinking the exact same thing I'm thinking when I play Black Mage? It's because we all kind of think the same things when we're doing it. So share it. Yeah. And it's a great place to start if you are if you don't want to commit to like doing your own venture. Yes, it's much easier to start with so on someone else's coattail. Yeah. I kind of came into this, just decided I was going to do a podcast with no previous experience doing any sort of thing in the field. Playing any other Final Fantasy games? Nothing. He just was like, I do this thing. I know MMOs, though. Two. The best ones. (laughs) All right. So now it's time for some listener reaction. Our good friend Wando tweets, the tagline for this show needs to be, the shit podcast, come for the Final Fantasy, stay for the marital discord. Aww. We're happy sometimes. <laughs> Eskimo no phono. Just because we don't agree all the time doesn't mean there's like discord. No, it's banter. And honestly, if we were like agreed on everything all the time, I would be bored with you. Yeah, it'd be a real fucking boring show. Really boring marriage, honestly. I love you, honey. I love you too. Let's make dinner. Oh, God, that sounds so good. <laughs> um... Eskimo no Fono, I get to say his name twice, tweets, Pete is a clamorer, and Avi is a clamorer XP. 
What? I think the XP is just like the sticking tongue out with the cross-eyed. Uh, oh, maybe. But I know I'm a clamorer. I don't know if you're a clamorer. I've never seen you clamorer for anything. Clamorer? How do you clamor? You like put your hands together like a little Mr. Burns type and be like, yeah, I'm clamoring for it. Oh, no, I just get hangry. No. Not the same? Like, I'm waiting with bated breath. Excellent. Oh, my God, no. All right. And we have a new follower, Brake, who tweeted, I love the podcast. You both have a super fun dynamic. So each episode has been interesting. So marital discord equals fun dynamic. <laughs> That's what I'm getting from these reactions. Okay. <laughs> And our good friend TJ emailed in, sorry you've been sick, hope you feel better. Thanks for an amazing year of entertainment and news. I listen to a fair amount of podcasts to get me through my week, but yours is easily one of my favorites. Thank you to you and Avi for a wonderful year, and here's to the potential that 2018 brings. Thank you. Oh, thanks, TJ. So that was a very sweet email, and really appreciate it. It's always nice to hear some good feedback. Or bad feedback. I just like feedback in general. Yep. All right. But the good stuff is especially nice. Especially? Like espresso? Just feeds my ego. There's no X in especially. The way I say it, it does. Obviously. So that is going to be it for this episode. As always, we enjoy hanging out with all of you here on Twitch. Thank you for taking the time to be with us. We really appreciate it. Be sure to hit that follow button so you know when we will be going live. And remember, with this little sub wall endeavor that Pete's got going on, if you guys want to get on it, you've got one more week to sub and be on the wall. Otherwise, and there's proof that it's there's almost wood. done. There's Pete's wood is on the wall. And, uh, My wood is everywhere. <laughs> oh, no, God, no. Um, and, uh, of course, thank you to everyone listening to the podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, whatever you're listening on. It would, Regardless of what you're listening on, it would mean a shit ton to us if you took a moment out of your day and left us a rating or a review. Um, with Yeah, it's fun. And thank you for getting us to 100 uh, YouTube subscribers. 101, last somebody commented. I haven't, I haven't checked it since. But um, thank you. And thank you guys already who've commented on the video. It's really great to hear the feedback because that little 90 second video took hours of work and hours of how the hell do I? Oh, what if I? Oh, damn it. I got to start over. So, you know, it's not. Yeah, it, it took a lot longer than me doing the drink about Aorzea videos. Yeah, yeah. A lot. The editing was the easy part. It was, you know, recording. Oh, so many things. Okay. But yeah. So thank you guys. Um, I'll let Chili subscribe on four counts. Thank you, Chili. <laughs> um, Sorry, took us from 97 to 101. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to 2018, you guys. We'll see you online. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.